Hello again. I'm Trip Rogers. He's the Hall of Famer Mike Check. We are the Fantasy Sultans here to navigate you and guide you through the trials and tribulations of the NFL fantasy season. You know, we're more than halfway for most regular seasons, 13 or 14 weeks. We're at week number nine. The dreaded buys start again this week. And also, you know, Mike, a lot of turmoil once again with injuries, especially the quarterback position. And the men in purple and gold suffered a huge blow on Sunday. Uh, yeah, for certain with, uh, you know, you talk about the Kirk Cousins injury. That is significant for the Vikings. Uh, you kind of had some fantasy fallout that I think uh, was to be more significant than expected. We'll talk about that coming up. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the transition with the new quarterback that's going to be coming in, the trade that happened in Minnesota is going to help the situation just a little bit. Uh, I think the worst part of this uh, fantasy situation becomes now the running backs. You have um, Alexander Madison and also Cam Akers there in Minnesota. I think they suffer the most from this quarterback change. But Justin Jefferson, when he does come back, I think he's going to help that offense. And who am I talking about? I am talking about Josh Dobbs. Trip, take, take it from here. You know, there are two moves that were done on the trade at the trade deadline, which I think we need to focus on. And it, one of the, and it was uh, Matthew Berry in Fantasy Life, uh, his email, which is, by the way, really excellent. I recommend it to you. And it's free also. And it's free. It's free for me. Um, the trade for Josh Jobs, the Minnesota Vikings made the best they could out of the situation that, you know, did not look good. And you're talking about a player in Josh Dobbs, who was traded by Cleveland 10 days before the regular season started, stepped into the starting role with the Arizona Cardinals, a team that was picked to go nowhere. And if and, and we said at the beginning of the season, avoid all Arizona offensive players. Well, Josh Dobbs certainly made us eat our words. He has done really well. But his time as a starter in Arizona was coming to an end. Kyler Murray is due back either this week or next week. And we said, jump on the Kyler, Bernie, Mur uh, Kyler Murray bandwagon early. Get him, especially if you have a quarterback that's going to go on by next couple of weeks. Kyler Murray is going to add some spark into that Arizona offense. But Josh Dobbs was let go. And, and the thing about Dobbs is this bodes well for TJ Hawkinson because Dobbs in Arizona targeted the tight end position 32% of his passes. And that was something that really was evident Sunday. Trey McBride had a breakout game. And again, with Zach Hurst on the IR, McBride's going to be the guy in Arizona who's going to be that tight end. The other thing about this is you're going to probably see some uh, – Josh Dobbs is a capable passer. And you mentioned it's going to hurt the running game. And one of the reasons is because Josh, jo Josh Dobbs is a mobile quarterback. And that is – and he's very capable as a rusher. Uh, if you're looking to pick up somebody, and I, I think I, I have him on my imports this week, uh, you're going to want to pick up Josh Dobbs because he's going to help you down the road. Again, if you've got a quarterback on a bye, he could be a spot starter, could really help you out. And Minnesota has an, a, an okay schedule down the next couple of games. Um, Dobbs probably not going to play this week. 
Uh, they've said they've ruled him pretty much out of this week's game. It would be next week that he would probably take over the starting role, which makes sense in Minnesota. But that's one of the trades that was interesting. Here's the other trade from uh, the trade deadline. The Lions trade for Donovan Peoples-Jones. And you may say to yourself, okay, he was a receiver that kind of fallen out of favor in Cleveland, but we've been high on him a couple times in fantasy, especially, uh, you know, mid-season when you had some injuries roll around. But there are two things to read into this trade. Number one, it may be an indictment on Jamison Williams. He has yet to run more than 50% of the routes since returning from suspension. And that could be part of the problem. The other part is this is a depth acquisition after Marvin Jones left the team. Um, again, probably the truth is somewhere in the middle. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has always been a very capable field stretcher. He's been a very capable wide receiver. And let's face it, this Lions offense, pretty exciting to watch. If there is some dissatisfaction with Jamison Williams, and I have him on my team, but I have yet to even take him off my bench at all this year, even with buys, even on the buy him again, and I did not play him. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones could be somebody who's going to make a difference because this Lions, Lions offense is locked and loaded and ready to go, especially given how they've, they've been over the course of year. Jared Goff really surprising a lot of people this year, Mike. And Washington is unloading their players, especially on defense, kind of telling me that they're heading for a rebuild here. They unload Chase Young to the 49ers, and that was a huge trade for them. And, I mean, for the 49ers now, you're talking about a defense who was already good. Now they're struggling on offense with uh, Brock Purdy. Not sure what's going on there. They've gone into a three-game slide. But, you know, you take a look at that situation – You've got now uh, Chase Young. You, you've got, uh, you know, Joey Bosa. I mean, Nick talk Bosa. about two big players that are yeah. going to bring it to the 49ers defense. And if you have the 49ers defense in fantasy, you got to be smiling right now because uh, this is certainly a team. Now, again, get excited over a defense all you want. I mean, you know, I know, you know, we talk about on the show, oh, you know, defenses early in, in drafts are, are are no big deal. But you know what? They do land you the points in fantasy, so they do make a difference here. And I think that's an upgrade. And also, got to mention that the uh, Washington also made the move for Montez Sweat. He goes to the uh, the Bear. Uh, the Bears got him. So, uh, you know, that's another big trade. And again, Washington, what is going on with that offense? We're not so sure. Might be in my import-exports this week one player who is not getting the job done. And I'll talk about that as well. Oh yeah. I, I, I think Washington's doing a sell. I think again, remember they have a new owner. Uh, basically he inherited the staff and you kind of wonder if riverboat Ron Rivera is on his way out the door in Washington. And, and, and again, these trades, um, I, I think I recall reading from an NFL insider and I'm not sure who I can't attribute it, but, um, Chase Young, good player, you know, marginally great player, but he kind of plateaued. And Montez mm -hmm. Sweat, you know, he was in the last year of his contract. They didn't want to pay him. But the Chase Young deal really kind of, you kind of wonder about this. Maybe this is what gets him motivated. Maybe they sign him to a contract extension, but Washington was not going to, and they're not really going anywhere. And that's the, that's the, the, the part of this deal. Uh, at, at, at the trade deadline. You know, again, the big names didn't go. 
You didn't see Derrick Henry go. That was no. the one name that was floated out there, especially for fantasy players. He did not go. He stayed with Tennessee. So, you know, that was not a surprise. Week nine this week in the NFL, teams that are on by the Denver Broncos, the Detroit Lions, and we just mentioned uh, they traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jacksonville, and also the San Francisco 49ers are off this week too. They're all on by. So that will play into our uh, import-exports. And again, uh, you got to make some moves sometimes. And uh, these are some players you may want to look to pick up. Mike, I'll let you lead off on the import-exports. And if you need a quarterback to replace Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford, who was injured, and you're not completely sold on Josh Dobbs, well, we're not sure if he's going to play this week, Trip, As you mentioned, it may not be this week. It may be the following week. Either way, look no further than Bryce Young in Carolina. Now, I don't think he's gotten to a point of a consistent weekly starter, but you could definitely plug him in as a spot start. Young completed 22 of 31 pass attempts for 235 yards and a touchdown in their first victory last week of the season. And of course, of Bryce Young's NFL career by beating Houston 15-13. And uh, he's also scored 14 or more fantasy points in two of his past three matchups. What makes this the most intriguing matchup? The next two for him, Carolina plays Indianapolis this Sunday and Chicago the following Thursday night. Both teams are among the ten, the, the top 10 in passing yards allowed per game. So if you have Young on your bench or you find him on waivers, now is the time to play him. I know, Tripp, you had him on your bench. You wanted to play him week five. He wasn't there yet. Well, now's the time to play him. All right, got two running backs for you. Uh, first, Trip, we talk about long-term lottery ticket pickups. Well, on the show... The podcast, the Fantasy Sultans, tell you who can who can get you a, to a championship, who can help you down the stretch. Here's one player, Seattle running back Zach Charbonnet. I took a flyer on him in our draft in round 11. It was a late pick for me, and you know what? Has not worked out. But Charbonnet made some uh, moves last week and uh, carried the ball and ran it for uh, 50, over 50 yards. Uh, five carries and uh, 11 yards on two catches. Now, Walker, if he sustains a significant injury down the stretch, this could be the guy on your bench. So, you know, stash him for now and see what happens. Or you can play him in, in a flex spot if you're feeling him. But he's definitely a player that you want to pick up uh, for a lottery ticket type of player that could pay off down the road. All right, next we'll go to Devin Singletary in Houston. And I think a lot of owners were hopeful that Damian Pierce would come off the bye and take hold of the backfield last week against Carolina. That was not the case. He played 25 snaps to Singletary's 23. Moving forward, I think this is a messy situation for Houston. A change could be on the way. I think they roll with Singletary a little bit more. He has not done enough to take away the starting position from Pierce, but more carries could be in line for the five-year veteran. Finally, I'm going to target wide receiver. I'm going to import Tyler Boyd over in Cincinnati. Now, Boyd scored for the cons second consecutive game for the Bengals week one, uh, week eight win over San Francisco. Three receptions for 40 yards. I look for the Cincinnati playmaker to see looks from Burrow moving forward in favorable matchups, especially as Jamar Chase 
will get double covered by defenses. Opposing teams, yeah, they're going to be after Chase. So if you're in need of a wide receiver number three, Tyler Boyd is your guy. All right, I'm going to stick with wide receivers, but flip it around here and go for the exports who you could send to waivers, and that is Curtis Samuel. We talked about Washington uh, kind of unloading their players, not doing well. They could be heading for a rebuild. You talked about uh, Jahan Dotson last week, Trip. Well, now we could add another player to that list for an export. Samuel had just four catches for 22 yards against Philadelphia last week. He's only found the end zone twice in seven games. Now, he's been dealing with a toe injury, and it's questionable to play this week at New England. Sam Howell has been relying on Terry McLaurin and Brian Robinson Jr., for uh, most of the passing game and, of course, out of the backfield for Brian Robinson Jr. Jamison Crowder, Logan Thomas, and when needed, Jahan Dotson, they are in the mix. But Curtis Samuel has has not been as of late and, uh, you know, neither as those players that I mentioned. I mean, like I said, Terry McLaurin and Brian Robinson Jr. are the guys in Washington. And, uh, you know, uh, you need players that you can depend on week after week. And Curtis Samuel isn't it. Another player you really can't trust, Green Bay Packers tight end Luke Musgrave. Now, Musgrave is still looking for his first touchdown this season. His lone double-digit fantasy performance came in week number three. Since then, one point, three points, nine points, and two points. The Packers have a crowded receiving core along with a struggling Jordan Love. You only want to roster this guy in deeper leagues. So uh, he is not a player that you want to start. All right. Finally, I'm going to go to Jeff Wilson in Miami. Five carries for 23 yards last week. Week seven, just one catch for four yards, no carries. Now we should note he is going to be the backup running back this week to Raheem Mostert. But moving down the line here, Miami has a bye in week number 10. And then in week 11, Devin Chen could return. So you know what that means? That means he goes to number three on the depth chart. I would not want to keep this guy on my roster. So Jeff Wilson, you are an export. Well, I, I had had him as an import a couple of weeks ago, and I did add yeah, him. And and, on, and I agree with, I would have agreed with that. Yep. Yeah, I, I added him on, on a couple of leagues, but I, I agree with you on that point. Uh, Jeff Wilson certainly is. A, but this Miami, you know, Miami team continues to amaze, and they can only get better if they get uh, a chin back I mean, uh, I mean, let's be realistic. Uh, th- I mean, it's a dynamic offense as it is, and it's just, you know, you're adding another piece to, to the puzzle, and Mostert certainly has not lost a step. You know, he surprised me so far this year. All right, I'll pick up on the exports. And, and first of all, believe it or not, this week, I actually did my homework. I did it early. You know, I, I was being <laughs> a teacher's pet. And I, I put this together this morning around 9 o'clock, and we usually tape the show Wednesday nights, no secret, because we post it on Thursday. And I did this at nine o'clock in the morning, not knowing what was coming, but I put on my list of exports, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, based on his performance on Monday night and based on the fact that I just don't think Vegas is going anywhere. Now, of course, mm-hmm. I had already heard the news that the coach and the general manager had been fired, offensive coordinator also shown the door but export jimmy g one of the reasons also is because i think his injury history has been such you know he has really missed a lot of games 
He signed the big free agent deal this year, but he has missed a couple. He's missed three games so far this year. The back issues, I think, are still bothering him. I think it's time to turn the page in Las Vegas. They're going to probably, Jimmy G is probably going out the door. I mean, he was another one of those Bill Belichick, New England Patriot guys that Josh McDaniel brought in, one of number of them, and it just has not worked out. I think Jimmy G is probably going to be cut this year. I don't think he plays. If you've got him on your roster, get him off because I don't think – the only way he gets back into the lineup is if Aiden O'Connor goes down, uh, but I don't see that happening. You know, they may even go as so, so far as to um, not play him and just and, – and, and go bring somebody else in because that's how far Jimmy hey, – listen, all you needed to see was how upset Devontae Adams got when Jimmy G missed him completely. And Devontae Adams, you know, he's he's he, he's a fiery player, but did you ever see him, you know, do that to Aaron Rodgers? No, you didn't. Did you ever see him do it to Derek Carr? No, you didn't. But he was upset. He was pissed. But again, it may be a culture issue too in uh, Las Vegas, and that could be one of the reasons why Josh McDaniels goes. So I would get rid of him. Two New York Giants I'm putting on the export list. First of all, tight end Darren Waller. Now, I was one of the people who was high on him, figuring the change of scenery would help him. Ah, but we forget, he's got a big injury history. That was one of the reasons why the Raiders got rid of him. Well, you know, he got injured in training camp, didn't start the season, did not have a lot of chemistry with Daniel Jones, and while he did perform well with Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor is now injured. The Giants are set to go back to uh, Daniel Jones, but Sunday's game, when the Giants needed him, Darren Walder came up lame. Hamstring injury once again. He has had a number of those, but hamstrings, he's got to be sitting at least, I think if the Giants are smart, I'm not saying they are, but um, again, it's a numbers game too. I think the Giants are probably going to sit him till after their week 13 bye. Well, that puts it at week 14. I don't know if Darren Waller is going to be the receiver that you need at tight end. There are other options. I think at this point, you export him. I, again, I I just was so disappointed on Sunday. And the other New York Giant I'm going to talk about is Graham Gano. Graham Gano was the kicker for the Carolina Panthers of the Hall of Famer. And he's now been the Giants, <laughs> and he's been rock solid. Last year, he made it to the Pro Bowl. But, but this yeah. is this year. He's missed three field goals in the last two weeks, two last Sunday, one which would have pretty much iced the game for the Giants. And that's not a good trend. And I think Graham Gano is somebody you really can't count on. And again, most fantasy leagues are 12 teams. All right, maybe there are a couple of teams with two kickers to be for by situation. You mean to tell me you can't get somebody better than Graham Gano? You start missing field goals at this point. This is not good. And for a Giants team that is not going to score a lot of points, you need your field goal kicker to be somewhat of an automatic. Gano has been, but again, you know, just as a golfer can uh, develop a case of the yips when it puts or chipping, you know, mm -hmm. Gano, it seems is missing field goals. So, I think at this point, you'll want to export him. Now, let's go to my imports. And I am going to once again go to the Hall of Famers team. Jonathan Mingo, 
coming off a season-high 99% of the snaps for Week 8. He showed signs of life with a 40-yard catch and four catches, 62 yards on five targets. This could be the start of a second-half breakout. And, Mike, you talked about Bryce Young starting to come into his own. He, Jonathan Mingo could be an important part of this Carolina Panthers uh, receiving core. This could be an important part, and he could be somebody you want to pick up Again, to add some depth, and also he could be getting stronger as the season goes on. Last week, I mentioned him. I'm going to do it again. Leonard Fournette. But this time, I can associate a team with him. I said last week you may want to pick him up because there are teams that were hurting for running backs. Well, he signed with the Bills practice squad. He is probably going to be added to the roster um, maybe as soon as this week. But what that also says is that Damian Harris's status is more serious than people thought. He's on the IR, and he may be out of the mix for at least three more games, and it may be time for Leonard Fournette to come up and get his and get his, his, his get the speed by then. You know, his pass blocking and his receiving chops are better that better than Latavius Murray. When we were high on Murray, we said add Murray, but Leonard Fournette, and he is somebody who you can probably pick up this week again. A depth, you know, pickup, but he's somebody who could pay off because this Bills offense needs a spark at running back. They really do. I mentioned Josh Dobbs earlier. Again, he's available. Again, not this week, but next week. And remember, you've got buys coming up, another buy again in week 13, which is an important week because that could be your last week of your regular season. You may need, may need somebody to spot start that week. So again, Josh Dobbs is somebody you'll want to pick up. There's a lot of upside with him in Minnesota. Another quarterback you may want to think about, Will Levis. I think he surprised a lot of people with how well he played in week number eight in his debut for the Titans. I mean, he, he did rather well, 19 of 29, 238 yards and a touchdown. He also uh, rushed, you know, 20 over 26 fantasy points last week. I think he did well with DeAndre Hopkins connected with him. I think this gives a dimension to the Titans passing game that they haven't had in a while. Think about this. Ryan Tannehill's last time he threw for four touchdowns in a game, 2021. Now, Tannehill may come back and reclaim the job, but for the next couple of weeks, I think Levis is going to be in there. I think the Titans like what they see. He might be somebody if you need a spot start for week nine or week 10 to pick up. I want to go with another Tennessee player too, uh, Traylon Burks. Now he returned to the lineup in week eight after a lengthy absence for a knee injury. And uh, while he failed to catch a pass, he's still an add in deeper leagues. And the reason is because his, pedig his pedigree is great, but also later in the season, you know, Levis will feel more comfortable working the ball downhill or downfield, I should say. So he is somebody you may want to pick up. And again, this is somebody who is probably available in your league, although uh, he's owned in about 20% of the fantasy leagues. Last but not least, you say you need a defense. You say your defense is on a bye. The Detroit Lions defense is great this week, and they're on a bye. Uh, also, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers defense. We were talking about them, but you need a defense. How about the Houston Texans? Baker Mayfield has not played well. Houston coming off a six-sack effort in week eight, and they haven't allowed more than 21 points since week number two. 
That's a good stat to know, and that's something you are going to need to know. Again, that would be a, a defense. By the way, real quick, I wanted to just go back on the Josh Jobs thing. I forgot to mention it. Uh, look at the schedule coming up for the Vikings. At Atlanta, New Orleans, at Denver, Chicago, bye. They're at Las Vegas, Cincinnati. They host Detroit and Green Bay. That's not bad for mm -hmm. Josh Dobbs. And, and he could pay off dividends, as we say, going down the stretch. Mike, one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick is if you are looking to, and we're now in that, that, that you know, midsection of the buys, and the next buy again is week 13. If you're going to have, if you have somebody on a, on a buy and you're going to add them, like let's say a kicker or a defense, you may want to check just to be sure, perhaps may, or a tight end too, uh, it, that they don't have a buy coming up weeks 10 through 13. The idea is you want to pick up somebody who's already had their buy, you know, week five, week six, week eight, and that way you won't have to sub them back out again, especially in the realm of kicker and defense, because again, they're, they're, the outstanding defenses are not going to be on the waiver wire and you're going to get some spot plays too, but it's better not to have to make a move. And it's one less thing you have to do because if you, if you have a kicker, you have a good kicker and you got to swap him out, you know, you're going to lose him because somebody else is going to be smart and grab him. So check your bye weeks of the players you want to pick up because that would be an important thing. And again, you've got to try and stay a week ahead of the things because coming up week 13, again, that's going to be the last week of your regular season. And there are going to be all kinds of buy. It's another buy Mageddon. There are going to be six teams on by, and that could hurt you. And another thing is when you do pick up a kicker, a defense, sub those players in, you really don't want to be carrying two kickers or two defenses on your roster. You know, I think it's very unnecessary. You need to use these roster spots as useful as possible. You need the versatility of the roster spot. You need a running back. You need a wide receiver. You need a tight end. These are the players that you should be carrying more of. You should not be carrying two kickers, two defenses. We talk about it all the time here on the Sultans. It's just a waste of a roster spot. You know, I mean, and I don't know how many fantasy teams are, have, have, have no injuries. So I know that everybody can use that extra roster spot. So don't give up something that you can't afford to give up. No. You can't do it. We're here to help you. We're going to help you win your league on the Fantasy Sultans. By the way, if you have a question or comment, please feel free to reach out to us, fantasysultans at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can also catch this podcast on, pod, uh, on Spotify for Podcasters and YouTube. And also check out YouTube for Trips Take, which is my weekly podcast. I rave and rant and rave about Halloween and helicopter parents. That's this week's trip steak. You can find it again on podcasters for uh, Spotify podcasters and YouTube. Just search trip steak. Like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, listen to WTRSradio.com online. We're here to help you. We're going to make it work for you. We're going to get you home. We're going to get you winning. That's mm -hmm. our job. He's the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck. I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not. Yeah. <clears throat>